are Locked On Razorbacks, your daily podcast on the Arkansas Razorbacks, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And welcome into the Locked On Razorbacks podcast. I am your host, John Neighbors. I am also the host of Out of Bounds. You can catch every weekday afternoon from 1 to 4 on 103.7 The Buzz and 1037thebuzz.com. Today's podcast is brought to you by Built Bar. Go to builtbar.com and use promo code LOCK15 and you'll get 15% off your next order. Hope everybody had a wonderful weekend. I know I'm a little late with the podcast, but I had some things come up. But either way, appreciate you always subscribing and listening and all that stuff. As uh, It's kind of sad that spring football is officially over. And I feel like we didn't really get a chance to talk to uh, about it too much because of basketball and all that fun stuff. But they did have the spring game over the weekend. And coming up in the next segment, we'll be joined by Dudley Dawson of WholeHogSports.com as we'll talk more about uh, some of the takeaways that came from it. But... I got the chance to go to the spring game, and I know a lot of you who watch the spring game, you're probably going to be able to take away some of the same things that I took away from it, but I just wanted to offer my thoughts and opinions on it before we get to Dudley as far as some, some takeaways that I had. First off, the quarterback situation is going to be fine. I have full belief in K.J. Jefferson that he has a playmaking ability that'll really open up some eyes, and... I'm not just saying that from the national perspective. I'm saying that from the Razorback football perspective, because let's be honest, uh, there were times this past year where Felipe Franks, as good as he was and as helpful as he was and as strong of an arm that he had, he was limited in his running capabilities just because he, he could run, but he didn't have the speed. And they really didn't want him to run as much because they know that they wanted to keep him healthy as much as possible. Well, now, in this case, you have... K.J. Jefferson, who is a bona fide runner. Now, he's not going to burn safeties in the SEC, but he has enough speed to where he can make you pay if you collapse in on the pocket and he squirts right out. He can make you pay if he's try- if you get to him and he can run throw on the run, especially downfield, very deep downfield. He's got a strong arm. He can be a, a big enough body to where he can get you some yards on short yardage situations if needs be. Like These are the factors that go into it where it's – it's really cool to see the Kendall Bryles offense and how it's portraying K.J. Jefferson and what will uh, really be able to put things into perspective for this upcoming season. That's the biggest concern on offense, rightfully so. The quarterback situation and the quarterback position is the most important position, but still it will be just fine. And another reason why it will be just fine is because the wide receiver core is about as good as it gets right now. Now, at the time of this recording of this podcast, folks, I'll say this. There's rumors going around about Michael Woods. Mike Woods, if you will, about him possibly entering into the transfer portal. Um, There's no confirmation on that. Um, It's a lot of chatter, although I will say that that some of the chatter has come from sources that, at least on Twitter, that have been right in the past. So we'll have to wait and see, but it's there. And as of right now, we're just going to assume that Mike Woods is still on the team because, again, until something officially is named or said or or somebody posts something, uh, we're just going to roll with it. But all things considered, Mike Woods is still on the team, and he's a pretty phenomenal wide receiver. It'd be a big loss if he ended up leaving. You still got Traylon Burks. You got Trey Knox, who actually got involved a little bit. You got Davion Warren. Like you got a wide receiver core that's about as good as it's been at Arkansas since the Bobby Petrino era. And I, I don't think I'm overstepping my bounds there. It's about as good as you could have asked over the past few years, especially where you have deep ball threats, you have speed, you have athleticism, you have big targets. Like you got everything you could possibly want there. And that's what's really going to help K.J. Jefferson. Um, So 
the passing game will be great. The passing game will be the bread and butter of this team. But the thing that they have to be able to establish is more of the rushing attack, which we know guys like Traylon Smith has been good, and he's shown some flashes here and there. But a player that I was really impressed by was Dominic Johnson, who is kind of like a big bowling ball. Uh, he was a guy that didn't go down very easily. He hit the hole hard. He doesn't have the top-end speed like a Dennis Johnson did, but he kind of runs similar, where he runs hard and he's hard to take down. He doesn't go down on first contact. So he's going to be in a very impressive part of this offense when he's able to to get it going, especially when he gets it going downhill. So I can't wait to see what he can do, uh, especially when you get in those short yardage situations again. You know, is that going to be somebody they go to? How can he do it? Receiving the ball out, out of the backfield from passing in the passing game? Like, you know, that could be something that's really fun to watch and, and really fun to, to see how that plays out. And you're still going to have Traylon Smith, and you'll have some other guys involved too. TJ Hammonds, you know, he got he got a little involved there too, and you can see the speed. He's got the speed. He's got everything you would want. But yet, you still got to wait on things with him. So, he looked good. And then, the defense, you know, it's really hard to have any takeaways because I know people want to talk about the offense. But the defense really, to me, had two things that I that stood out to me. One, Jalen Catalan still really good. He's still the best safety Arkansas has had in a long, long time. And he's going to be some problem. He's going to cause some problems for some teams uh, on that side of the ball. The other side of it, too, though, and this is more of a negative, I guess, is that I, I still love the linebacker core. You got some talent there, man. You got some great tacklers. Drew Morgan, or Grant Morgan. I knew it was going to happen. Grant Morgan, Bumper Pool. Like, you got some guys back there that are, are seasoned veterans that know this conference and are really good at that linebacker position. But the problem is, is that even as good as they are, they are still limited athletically. They just don't have the speed. Now, that can be addressed in the offseason. I think they're trying to address it in the linebacker position and try to get some guys that can really fly around out there. But they just don't have it right now. So, Anytime they have to deal with a, a rushing quarterback that gets out in the open field or anything like that, it could be problematic for Arkansas just trying to get guys that will take them down, especially in the linebacker position. But, like I said, I feel good about it. I, I don't feel like this is going to be a changing thing. It's a spring game. It's hard to take away, you know, really of how good the team's going to be. But I still think that there was enough there to get you excited and still feel confident about the season. We'll talk more about this with Dudley Dawson here in just a second. But first, got to tell you about betonline.ag. It's the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Even though football's over and really college basketball's over, you still got the NBA, you still got the NHL, and you know they give you real uptime, updated, real-time updated odds on props and almost anything you can imagine. And Bet Online has you covered for all news, scores, and odds, and it's the best place to place your bets, and it's free to sign up. Head to the website and use your mobile device today and sign up for 50% your welcome bonus on your first deposit using promo code Locked on. That's right. Promo code locked on. Receive 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit at betonline.ag, your online sportsbook experts. You are locked on Razorbacks, your daily Arkansas Razorbacks podcast. Right now, let's go to the phone lines as we are joined by Dudley Dawson of WholeHogSports.com who does a great job of covering all things Razorbacks, whether it's recruiting, basketball, football, baseball. The guy does it all, and he does a phenomenal job, and he joins us on the phone lines right now. Dudley, appreciate you joining us this afternoon, man. How you doing? No problem, gentlemen. How are y'all? Doing good. Yeah, we're doing great, man. And uh, obviously, there's uh, still a lot of things going on in Razorback land to talk about and to discuss, whether it's recruiting and all that. But with the Razorback spring game happening, that's been a topic of conversation for a lot of people today what they took away from it, what they could actually take away from it, because it is a spring game. But you got to watch it. You got to check it out. Uh, what did you make of the spring game, if anything? 
Well, you know, you you have to to take it with a grain of salt uh, because you are going up against the guys that uh, that you're playing. You know, you're playing against in practice, and I think that obviously the best barometer of any football team is when they go out and play against other opponents, which uh, which is interesting. Uh, you know, Oklahoma State uh, has inquired about Arkansas playing a scrimmage game in future years. Uh, that uh, that that might be something to to entertain and, and be fun, but. Uh, as far as this one, you know, I think they, they put the ball on the ground too much. Uh, they didn't uh, get the rushing attack like they wanted, and those were a couple of areas that they need to improve it. But in a lot of other areas, especially with the amount of people they had out, I thought that, you know, it was a pretty good show. And I say show because, uh, you know, they're limited in what they can do in, in that thing. But, uh, you know, that's that's one of those situations that you, you just kind of take it with a grain of salt. But, the, the complete spring, I think you you, you you see some positives. Dudley, want to touch on something you mentioned there as far as Arkansas, Oklahoma State, and the possibility of a scrimmage. Is that kind of like a new trend in college football? Because you're starting to hear a lot more about that, where teams not only playing against themselves, but now you match up against other teams. Or is that something that's been done in the past and they got away from it, and now they're trying to kind of go back towards that? Well, they used to do it way, way back in the past uh, when they would have Arkansas even had they called it uh, Junior Varsity the Shouts, and they would play different uh, different schools from around the area. But uh, it's it's really you know the secret scrimmages in basketball that they were calling them uh, you know early on have become more known now. In football, there are a lot of coaches wanting to move in that regard because as, as I was just saying. Uh, you get a false sense of security or a false sense of how good you are when you're going up against your defense you know, every day. That's why Sam Pittman made it clear that he wanted to go ones against one the other day because you can't get any better if you're going ones against your twos, you know, all the time. So, but I, I do think that's probably going to be the norm as we as we move along and, and get away from the, the pandemic restrictions and all that a little bit. And I think it's a positive thing because you get a better idea of what you have if you go up against somebody else's players. Yeah, the one thing that I think everybody was looking at and looking forward to seeing was, of course, the quarterback situation with K.J. Jefferson. Now that he's the guy, it seemed like uh, Sam Pittman has talked about his inaccuracies at times during the spring. But just from what we saw in that spring game, Dudley, I was really impressed by K.J., not only uh, his ability to throw the ball downfield, but his decision-making seemed really good. And, of course, his legs, he seems like he's a quarterback that's ready to take on and be the starting guy and be QB1 once fall hits. Yeah, and I think that the, he's going to have to improve a little bit on his throwing to the left. They don't run a lot of plays to the left. I think that's one of the reasons they seem to be right-handed a little bit uh, but I do think that he's, you know, he stepped forward a little bit this spring more mentally and, and, and than he did physically in that he kind of took over. This became his football team. And when you talk to, to the other players on the Zooms and, you know, after practice and, and whenever you see them, they talk about how he's become the leader and become the guy. And, you know, that's a big thing. I do think that he is one of these guys that is more of a gamer than he is a practice guy, much like uh, – uh, Matt Jones was back in the day, not comparing him to Matt and, and you know him having Matt's success or anything. We'll see how that plays itself out. But uh, Matt rose to the occasion, and I think that's something that KJ Jefferson probably does as well. We saw that against Missouri last year, uh, and you know I think that, that that'll be the case with him. But I do feel good about Malik Hornsby. Uh, you know I think that he is uh, he's done a really good job at, at being in here a year and a half now and. 
and improving and getting to what the offense under Coach Bryles wants him to do. And I also feel pretty good about the rest of that quarterback room. I think really, if you if you judge it, it's uh, you know over the course of time, it's been the best. It's got the best five or six guys in there as a group that you've had. And you certainly don't want to go from one to three or, or one to five anytime any soon. But especially when you add Landon Rogers from North Little Rock in here this summer when he gets here, uh, then you're looking at, at a pretty healthy room there. You know, and guys that have played some football, even Cade Renfro at Ole Miss, the, you know, who had walked, who's walking on up here. Uh, you know, it's a, it's a pretty good group there. Can't take away a lot from a spring game. And KJ made some good downfield throws, which – that's encouraging if those situations come about. But any concern from the defense with receivers running wide open in that secondary? You know, we asked that question to, to Coach after the game and to Jalen Catalan as well. And, uh, you know, they wanted to give the, the, the receivers, you know, credit, uh, but also knew there were a couple of angles that they took that, that allowed those plays. Uh you know, it's it's a, again a mixed bag. Uh, you want those receivers to have success, and when you look at the, the the two receivers that had the big downfield plays, they've been able to do that against SEC competition, not only against their teammates. So, so I think that's pretty good. But it's like with anything else, you don't like to see bust, missed assignments, and there were a few of those. Even though I think that secondary has gotten a lot more depth in the past two years, with the you know with the addition of of uh, freshmen they've had coming in with the transfers, uh, you know, including Trent Gordon and, and, and Daryl Wilson that uh, have both come in. And I do think that's a, in a much better shape. And, I, you know, I, I think there's something like 12 to 13 players that didn't play the other day, and several of them were on the uh, defensive side of the ball, and a couple of those were defensive backs. Since you brought it up, what were some of the reasons behind some of those players being said out? Was it injuries? Was it just kind of, hey, we're good, we don't need you out here? What, what were, who were some of those players that weren't able to go? I think there's probably two or three. Uh, you know, Isaiah Nichols that was pretty close, you know, being ready to go, and some others that uh, you just can't find a reason to, to get them hurt in that last practice. When they've done what they needed to do and gotten through the spring, and you know what you're going to get from guys like Isaiah Nichols and, and all those, I think that uh, you know Hayden Henry was another one, uh, the linebacker. Uh, you know, I think you just kind of let that Dalton Wagner's it was another one on the offensive line. The you just you really cautious about uh, that last scrimmage. If you have anything that might get hurt, then you, you try to keep them out. But uh, uh, you know, I think that they feel pretty good about the roster from 1 to 85. It is not an SEC top-notch roster from 1 to 85, but I think they're getting better in the 1 to 44 range, which is the first step you got to make before you can get to, uh, you know, the 1 to 85. Which unit is the strength of this team? And going into the spring game, did you feel like one unit was the strength of the team and then you saw something in the spring game where another unit stood out to you? I think that uh, I would say that uh, that I think the the wide receivers are a strength on offense. Uh, you know, taking into the questions at quarterback and all that, I think that the defensive strength is the defensive line. Uh, I think that several of those young ones made a step up uh, during the spring, and I also think that uh, Dorian Gerald, who you know has mostly been known for his injuries since he got here, is poised to have a great season and be the guy that they thought they were getting two years ago. 
when he was so highly celebrated and Arkansas got him away from several other top, uh, you know, programs and stuff. So I, I think I'm, I would go with the wide receivers on offense and the defensive line on defense, and I would say that both of them performed like I thought they would uh, at the scrimmage on Saturday. You know what's funny, too, is what Sam Pittman said in his press conference after the spring game, and it just stood out to me of saying, we haven't, we haven't had a bad spring practice. There was no bad spring practices. I'm proud of the team and all that, which is great to hear, but Dudley, it almost makes me feel a little eerie where I'm like, it, it, there wasn't one? Like, not one where things didn't go exactly how you wanted? It, it's like, it's good to hear, but at the same time, it's almost like you're nervous about it because it's like, uh, all right, you don't hear that very often from coaches, especially when spring practice happens because you have a, a lot of new players and a lot of guys that have been out of practice for a bit. That was just a little surprising to hear. John, never would I call the man a liar or say he's speaking untruth, <laughs> but he speaks he speaks in coach speak, mm. and uh, that is something that you uh, sometimes try to get across to your players, uh, whether uh, in public, I should say. I know very well he told them exactly how he feels in practice, and having been able to be in those few of those practices, one of the things that he really harped on uh, was them not getting on and off the field quick enough, which amazingly, I think, became a component when they were trying to get in the left lane and hammer down here a few years ago. You would have thought that that would have been a culture that would have been in the program, getting on and off the field quick enough. That was one thing that I think he really stressed this spring. And uh, so I don't – I'm not going to – again, not going to say that he's not telling the truth, but I'll say that coaches speak in ways that they don't think – is untruths, but that you and I know that it's impossible in 15 practices to 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 not have a bad one or a bad couple. Uh, what I do think he got is the effort that he wanted, uh, and maybe that's where he's going to put that truth. Dudley, what did you think of the red team, which consisted of first-team defense, second-team offense, got off to a slow start, but they were able to bounce back? Yeah, the uh, – you know, the thing about that, when you're scripted on offense, I think it helps you out a lot. And, uh, you know, I think that was a, the, the scripted first-team offense did really well. They, you know, had the two big pass plays. Again, I don't think they run, ran the ball the way they should wanted to or should have. But also, once you get into a situation to where it's less scripted, and, I mean, they were still calling the same plays and all that, I think you have a guy like uh, Malik Henry and you have some guys on that second-team defense who were able to use their athletic ability to make plays, and I think that helped them out a lot. Also, uh, you know, Dominique Johnson, I think, uh, is some guy, is a guy that they thought would come in and, and really step up last year. I think he's taken a big step forward this year. He's a big back. Arkansas has several backs that can, uh, you know, get to a point fast. But I think that Dominic Johnson is going to be one that's going to add to the mix and that he can get to there fast and run over you. And I don't think there's a lot of those in that mix right now. We'll continue our discussion with Dudley Dawson here in just a second. But folks, i got to tell you about Built Bar and, and just how phenomenal it is, especially when you're getting ready for that beach season, trying to get your summer bod in check. Uh, this, is, this is the Built Bar. This is the thing you need. Listen, you need something that tastes great, that's high in protein and high in fiber, but low in calories and low in fats and something that makes you feel better while also tasting great no matter what you're doing as far as your diets or your workouts it's a great thing they have so many different flavors to choose from and you can get a great deal by listening to this podcast because if you go to builtbar.com use promo code locked 15 
you'll get 15% off your next order. That's right, promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at BuiltBar.com. So again, be sure to check it out, BuiltBar.com, LOCKED15 for 15% off your next order. You are locked on Razorbacks, your daily Arkansas Razorbacks podcast. Yeah, you mentioned one of the players I wanted to bring up, and that was Dominic Johnson. I didn't know a whole lot about him, but I just watching him run, which he, you know he didn't have any you know long run, big highlight plays, but it just seems like he's almost like a bowling ball a little bit, where he's hard to get down. He hits the hole hard, and we know that that's been something that Arkansas seemed to struggle with sometimes last year: short yardage situations, getting the first downs on fourth and short or third and short. And it seems like at least they have a couple of options, whether it's KJ Jefferson or some of these running backs, where. Uh, they can open up some holes and get those uh, short yarded situations taken care of. Yeah, I agree with you totally. I can remember several plays being at Ole Miss and several other places where it was third and three, and you were saying, well, they're probably not going to get this. And that was one of the things he stressed coming into the spring was he wanted to get better at the line of scrimmage. And he wanted to be able to line up and get three yards and know he he had the backs and the offensive line to get it. We'll see whether that plays itself out to be – true this uh you know when fall when the rubber meets the road but i do think that that is an area that they have to greatly improve in if they want to continue to make a step up the ladder they're not going to race up it this year but i think it's going to be continued step up the ladder uh you know when you go from zero wins to in conference to three wins in conference and, and you continue making that step i think that's what most arkansas fans want to see they know that this is not Alabama's roster. They know it's not Georgia's roster. No, it's not even LSU's roster. But you've got to continue to make strides and give them hope or they'll quit showing up. With the offensive line continue to, continuing to improve over the past couple of seasons, you talk about getting the running backs involved and uh, you got some new guys getting in the mix. You got some speed with T.J. Hammonds. Is there a possibility, have the coaches talked any about getting some more screens in the offense? Yes, definitely, and that's uh, that's an area that I think you will also see Rocket uh, Sanders uh, be used in. Uh, he, you know, they've made, moved him full time to 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 running back now. I think you'll see him that in a lot. I think you'll see Hammonds in that a lot. I think you see Josh Oglesby, who's the track guy, who's been out for football and and had several nice plays this spring. He's the fastest guy on the team, really, and and his acceleration can be used in those spots. And one other thing about the offensive line, Tykeus Crawford didn't play the other day. He's a guy that I think will, whether he starts or not, he's going to be in that seven or eight rotation. And I think that while Arkansas didn't have the starting offensive line it wanted to last year, I think they are better, going to be better from one to eight. If somebody gets hurt, I think they'll have a guy that can step in and it won't come crashing down as much as it has in past years when they've when uh, when injury has has decimated the offensive line when that's not the case it, it shouldn't be the case. Yeah, because the offensive line was something that I just noticed. I know Wes Moore even talked about this. It just seemed like again, it doesn't matter about if you can't play, but it just seemed like the offensive line on the field looked bigger. Like they just looked like an SEC offensive line from appearance sake. And I think that added depth and all that. And, of course, I know that these guys have hit the weight room. But I'm just looking forward to seeing the type of jump that the offensive line can make because they weren't bad last year, but they returned pretty much everybody. They've added some pieces and they had some depth. I'm going to be curious to see the type of strides and the jump that the offensive line can make because you got a head coach in Sam Pittman that knows a little bit about offensive lines. 
Yeah, and Brad Davis as well, the, the offensive line coach. So two of the better offensive line coaches in the country. Again, I'm going back to hammer down left lane when they tried to get all the linemen to be uh, much more svelte and uh, and skinny and all of that. The uh, That, when Coach Pittman got here, was one of the biggest things he saw right away, that you can't uh, be offensive lineman in the SEC at 295, 290. You've got to have them over 300, and Arkansas has plenty of those now. And, you know, there may be a couple that could redefine their weight a little little better, but a lot of that is is muscle. Ricky Stromberg has gone from a 290-pound guy with some baby fat to 316 without that baby fat. And, uh, you know, he's the center, the, the start of things. And I really do think, again, I don't know whether they're going to be good to great, but I think they have the potential to be much better than they have been Again, that's a low bar, though, right? <laughs> Dudley, who are some of the players that aren't on campus right now but coming in in the fall that we can look out for? You know, there's not too many of them. They had 15 of them here uh, during the uh, – that were early enrollees, including a couple of walk-ons. So there's not a ton of them coming in. But uh, I would say that the two that, that would probably, uh, you know, stand out the most are two in-state guys, Aaron Outley, uh, Arkansas has talked about wanting to have uh, more tight ends. Uh, Aaron was obviously injured the second game of the season with Little Rock Parkview. He's been rehabbing. Uh, I'm told by him, him and, and Landon Rogers, the quarterback who's coming in from Little Rock Parkview, and Coach Brad Bolding that that he's probably going to be in great shape and be ready to go here. Uh, you know, and give them the opportunity. So I think he could be the biggest guy. Literally six, uh, you know, six four, two fifty six, something like that. So I think that will uh, will help out a lot. I do also think I am a Devin Bush fan, and uh, he, you know, he was able to get through some spring practice. He's here on campus, but he, you know, it, it, at times it hadn't seemed like he was. I do think he is a heck of a football player. If he can stay injury free and get it going, I think while he's already here on campus, it might appear that a new guy's on campus. All right, Doug, before we let you get out of here, I want to shift gears a little bit towards Razorback baseball. Obviously, getting the series victory over Texas A&M was a nice one, and they're sitting at number one in the country. What would you make of that series? And also, how in the world is Matt Goodhart left out of being SEC Player of the Week? You know, it's it's uh, it's uh, you know I, I don't have a logical answer for you there, how you can be the National Player of the Week but not even the co-SEC Baseball Player of the Week. Uh, you know, I, I don't know whether they overlooked him or, or whatever, or you know, somebody in Alabama's time. I mean, I, you know, I don't know how that works. That's that's actually, you know, very ridiculous. Uh, but the, the baseball team, you know, you go into every series, uh, you know, and this sounds strange, but you've got to go win one when you're you're on the road. you got to win two when you're at home. So they've been able to accomplish that, uh, more than accomplish that, couple of times i know they hated the way the game went yesterday lyle lockhart was pitching so well then things kind of got away from them uh but i gotta tell you as soon as it was 10 to 4 and uh that home run left the park to make it 10 to 7 i thought they were going to come back and win it and they had themselves in position again uh you know you would have thought that goodhart uh, and uh then would have been able to get the, the the ball in but you know the best hitters in uh, in baseball 300 400 you know that's that's where you, you can't do it every time but you know they they're legitimately number one Vanderbilt is, is certainly very good as well with their pitching that's the biggest thing with Arkansas uh, and the St. Louis Cardinals the starting <laughs> pitchers have to give you more innings 
than both of those uh, organizations are getting right now. It's not a blueprint for success to just go four and five innings at a, a you know at a juncture. You got to do that better. Their bullpen has held up really well most of the most of the year, but you know it's just like anything else. Uh, you want to be used a certain amount of time, not overtaxed. Well, Dudley, we got to run, man. We appreciate you coming on. Have a great week. All right. You too, guys. Well, appreciate everybody listening in to the Locked On Razorbacks podcast. Be sure to like and subscribe to the podcast on iTunes or on Google Play. You can also get after me on Twitter at BuzzJohnNeighbors for any questions, comments, concerns that you may have. We'll keep it going from there. Same podcast time, same podcast channel tomorrow afternoon. Have a great day, everybody. We'll see you then. You are Locked On Razorbacks, your daily Arkansas Razorbacks podcast. 